Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Good morning, everyone. We're in Genesis chapter 10. We're going to be completing that chapter and just starting off in chapter 11. This is a study this morning that is, uh, as McGee says, some people are going to be interested and some won't. It's sort of like how the whole world got populated in one chapter. It's very matter of a fact. There's no stories about one person or the other too much. Uh, it's just sort of like lineages of people. Now, remember, we've only got Noah and his three boys, you know, coming out of the ark. In many regards, Noah is sort of like a reboot of the world where Adam and Eve kind of messed things up with their sin. From that, the whole world got destroyed because of the violence and corruption in the earth, in the world. And so now we get Noah and the boys coming out, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. And as we saw back in chapter um, 9, um, once Noah gets out, problems still arise. So man's still there. Uh, there's Man still has problems before the flood, and certainly man still has problems after the flood. Even Noah, a man who walked with God, even a man, and, and it's easy to forget. Noah, remember, Noah walked with God. Um, and to me, that was just such a powerful thing. Remember back in chapter 6, uh, verse 9, Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. I think that was just such a beautiful statement. God is such a personal God. Our God wants to know us personally. And Noah wanted to know God personally. God walked with Noah. And I just think it's a beautiful thing that as we walk through the day, you know, the Bible uses that phrase, walking with, sort of like spending your day with. So it could be like the physical walking or it could be spiritual walking. But that that concept of walking with someone is so beautiful to me. Even still, after Noah gets off the ark and he's outside for a little while, he builds himself a vineyard, and what happens? He makes wine and he gets drunk. 
you know, it's like, go figure. Um, humans will get themselves all in a mess. Even this righteous man who walked with God, and he was completely drunk and naked, and he was unconscious. He passed out, and um, that's when uh, Ham, who uh, who came in and dishonored his father, the Bible doesn't go into any more detail than that, um, but it's there. It's put there for a reason for us to understand this and um we don't know any more details mcgee kind of points that out that that's probably why uh god is inspiring the writing of this rather than man because if it was man you'd see a lot of maybe uh shameful details but with god he just lets us know he doesn't go into the to that um a mistake happened or something happened um, but in any event, the real focus was Ham, one of his sons, dishonoring his father in his, um, you know, vulnerable condition there. And that's why, and it's interesting that Noah doesn't curse or, you know, the curse didn't be on, uh, Ham, the actual son, but it was Canaan, uh, one of the sons of Ham. And so, again, Bible doesn't go into a lot of detail as to why that happened. Maybe uh, Noah felt that that would be um, sort of the crime fitting the punishment. You know, like, you were one of my sons dishonoring me, and it hurts me so bad to see one of my sons being so dishonored. I'm going to put you in a similar position to where... The descendant, one of your descendant, one of your sons is going to be so cursed or so dishonored. And then you'll get to look at that uh, in the same way. Perhaps that's it. In any event, we find ourselves now in chapter 10 because now the focus is shifting towards the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And remember we said Ham... um, Canaan, his sons are going to be subservient to the other two. Um, so it doesn't mean that these aren't great peoples in their own perspectives. It just means that's what it means. So, um, and as my study Bible points out, the descendants of Ham settled in North Africa and in the Mediterranean, eastern Mediterranean coast. The descendants of Shem, whom I think, uh, um, I think would be, um, the Bible said, Japheth's sons will reside in the tent of Shem eventually. So Shem would be in Mesopotamia and Arabia, and the descendants of Japheth in Europe and the greater area of Asia Minor. So those are... The areas where all these uh, descendants settle. So let's go through what the Bible says. It's 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 uh, pretty dry. It tells where people settled, but it just it's fascinating study um, as to the how the earth gets populated. 
So, verse uh, 1, chapter 10. These are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, Japheth. Sons were born to them after the flood. Again, we don't get any information about the wives or anything like this. Very matter of a fact here. The sons of Japheth. Um, now again, the sons of Japheth were the folks that were going to settle in Europe in the greater area of Asia Minor. So the sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshkish, Tyrus, the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, Ripeth, Torgamah, the sons of Javan, Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, Dodim. From these, the coastland people spread in their lands, each with his own language by their clans in their nations. And by the way, my pronunciation of these fellas' names is not going to be the greatest. I'm not very good at it, but you get the picture. Now we come to the sons of Ham. Now remember, Ham's the boy who dishonored his father, and he's going to have apparently a son, um, Canaan. And Canaan's uh, descendants were going to have a curse on them because Canaan was going to be cursed. And um, there, there you go. They're going to, their uh, descendants are going to be uh, servants to uh, his brothers. Um, now, that doesn't mean the Bible's justifying slavery or conquest of people or anything like that. Bible's just saying it. Um, and McGee kind of points out that um, it's almost like a picture where every region has a greatness and then they decline. So uh, we see, you know, like the cradle of the great civilization starting in Africa, you know, um, with the uh, Egyptians. And then they're rising, they're the greatest power, and then they decline. And then you get the um, the Arabians on the Arabian Peninsula. You like, then you get you know the um, the rise of the Assyrians and the Babylonians. You know they rise to power and then they decline. And then then you flip over to the Europeans. You get the um, the Greeks, and then the Romans. So each one of those people kind of have a rise to power, and then they decline. And so now we're living in sort of a hodgepodge where there's no real great um, kingdom anymore. Now there's there's you know regional powers, and the, you know you've got nations that are asserting their different authorities, but you don't have any world power like we did, you know, in these times. So perhaps each of the sons of Noah going the these three different regions, one in sort of the African area, one in the Arabian area, one in the Asian area, um, each one, it, it's almost like God saying, each group of people has the chance, the opportunity to um, establish themselves but and to show that they can rule, but Every group of people shows that eventually they can't rule. 
You know, and again, this points to Christ. Christ is the only one that can bring peace on earth. Okay, so now we're starting uh, verse 6, chapter 10. The sons of Ham, uh, Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. Okay, so these are these areas that are going to be um, descendants. You've got your Canaan here, um, and those are going to be... Um, have this curse on them that they're going to be kind of subservient. The sons of Cush, Seba, Halvala, Sabata, Rama, Sabta. The sons of Rama, Sheba, Dinan, Cush fathered Nimrod. He was the first uh, in, um, on earth to be a mighty man. He was sort Nimrod was sort of uh, his descendants were sort of along in Mesopotamia along the. Tigris and Euphrates River there. Uh, he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel. That's, I believe, where the Tower of Babel was. <clears throat> Erich, Akkad, Kalina. In the land of Shinar. From the land he went into Assyria and built Nineveh. Reboth, Arkala, and Rezin between Nineveh and Kela is that great is the great city. Egypt fathered Ludum, Anum, Lebum, Natham, Parshuim, Keshlam, from whom the Philistines came, and Cathorum. Canaan fathered Sidon, his firstborn, and Heath, and the Jezebites, Amorites, Girgashites, Havanites, Archites, Shinites, the Artavites, Zimmerites, Hamathites, and as McGee says, all the other electrolytes. <laughs> uh, after the clans of the Canaanites dispersed and the territory of the Canaanites extended from Sidon in the direction of Gera as far as Gaza, in the direction of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adam, Shaboam, Lassa. These are the sons of Ham and their clans and their languages and their lands and their nations. And again, I apologize. My pronunciation is terrible of all these names, but it's just difficult for me. Verse 21, to Shem, the, this is the other son, also the father of all the children of Eber, the elder brother of Japheth, children were born. The sons of Shem, Elam, Asher, <clears throat> Arpashad, Lud, Abram. The sons of Abram, Uz, Hul, Gether, Mash. Arpashad fathered Shelah, and Shelah fathered Eber. To Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peg, Peleg. For his days on earth were divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan fathered Almadad, Shepath, Harzamath, Jareth, Amram, Uzal, Dalkala, and uh, just a whole bunch of names I can't pronounce. <coughs> so I'm dropping down to verse 30. The territory in which they lived extended from Misha in the direction of Sephar into the hill country of the east. These are the sons of Shem by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. 
These are the clans of the sons of Noah, according to their genealogies in their nations. And from these, the nations spread abroad on the earth after the flood. Well, what a fascinating um, study this would be to go through all these clans and to see, you know, where they ended up settling. But again, the Bible is very, very organized, and it does give an account of how people originated, how these civilizations started. Chapter 11 now, verse 1, we're shifting uh, picture here. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. So you you have to think about this. Um, The same words, one language. Verse 2, And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitmen and mortar. Okay, so they're figuring out how to make things. And they are figuring out how to make bricks. And uh, so now they're making bricks and mortar, uh, and they've um, made quite an invention here. They don't have to go looking for stone, and when they do that, they're going to build this, looks like the tower, and they're going to figure out, maybe they're going to build the Tower of Babel to try to, you know, get up to God or be, be as great as God in some way. So we're going to see what happens next, and I have a feeling God is not going to be honored by this by this uh, new building they're creating. So we'll have to stop here and take it up tomorrow. So for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ, and uh, we'll meet back here tomorrow as we continue our study through Genesis. God bless you all. We'll see you next time. 